You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Gossip Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Gossip Girl After Show. OMG, Upper East Siders, Gossip Girl is back! And we're back! We're back. Before we do anything else, though, Bing is for doing, and we're here to do another After Buzz TV after show for Gossip Girl Season 5, Episode 18, Con Hair. Um, before we do anything else, I'm Roxy Stryer. This is Jessica King. Hello. And we are joined by a new host, Stephanie Wanger. We're so Hi, excited. Everybody. Welcome so to exciting. the Gossip Girl family. <laughs> and I think she also will be joining us on Glee, which is really exciting for next week. So yeah. you're just here to stay. And you do Fashion Star here also. Exactly. I just feel like I'm part of the Tuesday night family. Yeah. Yes. So you, you have a permanent seat here on <laughs> Tuesday nights. Nobody's kicking you out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. And also, as a reminder, because I know you Gossip Girl fans are dying to get into the show like it's I been know. a hiatus. I was going to skip can, right over that. I iTunes. know. Can you allow me to do my thing and just say uh, we really love on iTunes that you interact with us. So do us one favor. We don't ask much of you, so we need you to go on the page and comment. Not a hard deal, right? And rate our show. And why wouldn't you rate Roxy, Stephanie, and Jessica? You know the top. You know they they're the top dogs right now. So that's the truth. That's how I. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, guys. Please, please, please go on. We love the YouTube comments as well. But if we gotta stay in business here, we gotta get the iTunes rating. So it takes two seconds. You could do it while you're listening. Yeah, it's true. And and. And we need them. So we're asking for your help. Okay, but can I go on now, Ronnie? I don't want to talk about the boring stuff anymore. I want to know about <laughs> Chuck and Blair and all these people, so give it to me. Oh, and we have to give Ronnie his props because he tried <laughs> to watch Gossip Girl last night so he could join in. So I think we have officially brought him over but to the dark side. Anybody I've crossed over, Girl. so it's because you guys <laughs> explain it so well that it makes any individual sitting here want to know um. more about these characters. Because, like, Roxy almost cries when she talks because <laughs> she's that passionate about these people. Wait, Roxy's but, obsessed with Chuck yeah, and Blair. You'll Just find out. I, I can't help it. I feel the same way. I've, oh, I've thank been, God. I've been watching since college, so like I'm in the same boat as you. Probably obsessed. But guys, what about the people with direct TV out there? Nobody could watch. Not Gee. cool. I had to watch it on a computer on same. CW just now. Ronnie was telling me when I got him, Ronnie, what's the deal? CW and direct TV not getting along? Yeah, it might be a temporary thing, but I think Jessica's smart in the sense that you, know, you see these commercials all the time. Download your favorite shows on CW uh, online so uh, that's what she did and that's what we got to do for the for the time being you know it's, yeah, it's temporary even Hulu doesn't put them up right away that's so true you got to go to the website all you Gossip Girl fans if you missed it go to CW.com their commercials are a little lengthy but or you yeah, can just listen it. and we'll try to elaborate enough tonight so you can understand what happened true that let's start from the top which is Serena getting a package saying she is Gossip Girl 3.0 was it yes yeah okay what the hell do we think of this and why does Serena not tell anybody why does she go along with this thoughts on Serena Gossip Girl 3.0 you know I think it's so great because you kind of saw her go from being that like socialite all the way over now she's kind of joining the dark side the person who was following her now she she is that person so right I think Serena's in a tough place right now. She's trying to be successful at The Spectator and then having her family drama. So I think this Gossip Girl thing came right at the perfect time for her. By perfect, do you mean worst or perfect, do you mean best? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Serena knows and I don't know yeah. what, what it's going to lead up to. But it gives Serena kind of that... Because, you know, Serena always feels like she can fix everything and always tries to take everything into her own, her own hands. And so this is kind of just pushing her along. And yeah. as we saw tonight, it 
ended up not too pretty. But shooting to the very end of the episode, uh, we won't talk about anything else that happens, just the very fact that Serena gets an email saying that she's not doing the best job as Gossip Girl and that the Gossip Girl wants their post back Mm -hmm. and they want the password. I mean, I think she's going to fight for the power. I think now she's seen that Gossip Girl has power and whether it's good or bad power, I think that's still be to be determined. But I think she's going to fight to keep the power that she's found by being this right. gossip girl. I agree. And she's been fired from the spectator, which we can talk about later. What happens with the Charlie, Ivy, Lola <laughs> yeah. situation, whatever the hell their names oh, wait, are. Oh, the situation's in this now? Oh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, that would be, you know what? We should send an email in requesting that. He would do status. a very big 180 for the show, I think. <laughs> no, so Serena in this episode, though, I feel like she's kind of become the outsider here. You know, now that Nate is with Lola, he really doesn't care that much about Serena, but he does go to bat for her for a second and realizes that he can't trust her anymore. I'm a little confused, you know. I get it. Relationships come and go. New characters, new love affairs, whatnot. But obviously, Serena and Nate have this strong friendship that they've had all throughout these seasons. Right. But it's so wishy-washy. Like like you said, tonight we see Nate. He promises Lola he's not going to say anything, but he has to, you know, stand firm in his friendship with Serena, so he tells her. But then he's so quick and harsh to fire her without, you know, discussing it or any kind of yeah option B or something. And so their friendship is so up and down to me. It's like either you guys are loyal to each other and you cherish that friendship or you're not. But they're both kind of like pulling jabs left and right at each other and then the next minute, you know, love each other and it's just so confusing to follow. I agree. I think it's really confusing. And also, I don't understand. Nate, if you're going to tell Serena, why don't you just tell Lola you're going to tell her? Yeah. Why say, don't worry, I'm not going to tell her? And then go and tell her he's like a little girl sometimes. Exactly. And then he gets pissed because he gets burned in his own fire. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. He was so angry. You could tell that, like, he, you know, had to fire Serena. And that he always has had Serena's back, I feel like, for the most part. And then he went and did this. And you're like, but you caused it. You, you caused your own fate in that particular mm-hmm. instant. A hundred percent. So let's go back because... Direct TV watchers are like, what the hell are you guys talking about? (laughs) So we see that there's this whole weird scandal where Charlie Ivy has the apartment that is Lily's and Rufus's. And she makes this deal with William that if he helps her throw a party, Jesus, so confusing. He helps her throw a party that she will give him a check if he can get Serena and Lily to come. Right. Right. But really, what we don't find out at this moment and find out later in the episode is that he actually is working with Lily to try and put a hole in this entire mess. To make her do something illegal. To make her do something illegal so that she doesn't actually get CeCe's money. Okay. So, what you don't know, Stephanie, is that I've been sitting here for the past few months, at least, saying... Guys, I really don't think Charlie Ivy's really that bad. Nah. I really like her, and I think she's a soft spot. I freaking hate her. Thank you. Oh my <laughs> Woo! god. We need to mark this moment in Gossip Girl history because I've hated her all along. And I tried. Been- what did you think of her? What did you used to think of her? Okay, I was on your thing. I thought, oh, this girl can't be that bad. She seems <sighs> like she's taking. She was taking care of Cece. Right, exactly. When no one else was, and I thought, oh, this girl's so sweet. Like they're not seeing the whole picture. Like right. But now I feel like she's missing screws. Not uh, a screw, but. but she wasn't taking screws. care of Cece because no one else would. It was because no one else knew. But her family, obviously, Lily, like she said tonight, she would never miss an opportunity to honor her mother. Her family obviously wanted to be by her side and have that opportunity to take care of her in her dying days. And Charlie Ivy and her scandalous self. Oh, wait, what's her name? Ivy Charlie? Whatever. Charlie she Ivy. took over and has been plotting, and I hate her. Okay, okay. but that being said, Cece left all her money to Ivy Dickens, not Charlie Rhodes. So, Cece knew what was going on. How do you not respect a dying woman's wish? It's a tricky question. If Cece knew this wasn't her actual granddaughter, what do you say to that? But I don't think Charlie gave her the full story. Like, I'm sure, obviously, Charlie 
reveal her true identity and you know just like she has an excuse for everything she's probably like but i only did it because of this and if i didn't do it then your daughter would have done this and like probably had some sort of sob story for her and you know she was dying and and at that time yeah like charlie ivy was the only one that had been with her those past few who knows how long she was there with her for right and so obviously cc had developed a soft spot for her but i do not think that she was doing anything good no tonight we definitely saw her true colors come out especially at the end of the episode when she just was like sitting i think it was when she was sitting in the chair and um she had no money left you kind of saw like i don't know i just felt like that moment i was like i can't stand you anymore yeah when somebody comes over with the bill for thirty one thousand dollars for her and she's like do you take a credit card with ivy everything revolves back to money like she Mm -hmm. came back to new york because she wanted that lifestyle again she couldn't give up give it up even though she had already left and started her own life again and everything always circles back to money and how much money she's gonna get it's like on one hand she's telling lily like oh you know we used to have a great relationship blah 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 and then the next hand she's like do i need security to kick you out like she can't play both sides she's got to choose a side see i see what you're saying but i always felt like everything came back to family for her she came back because she didn't have a family where she was and now she wanted to join this family she was helping Cece because she wanted to be part of the family and I was like she wouldn't come back to that family if they were poor I, but not, and that's what we see in tonight's episode and it was the moment for me when she turned to Lily and was like oh, we can put this all behind us right welcome to my party let's take a picture and Lily was like get your hands yeah. off she didn't say it but her face the picture you never see Lily not fake a smile mm-hmm. Lily was like disgusted with her and I was disgusted with her too and literally she didn't have this idea to throw a party in honor of Cece it was William's idea idea, and William was working for the other side Mm -hmm. do we think that William was always working for the other side how do you guys think that played out I feel like he's always up to something like like Chuck said, he he has he doesn't have the most pristine reputation. Yeah, I and, feel like, yeah. yeah. I feel like the Gossip Girl writers always bring him in to like stir the pot. That's his. Every time he comes in, it's not just like oh, here's their dad visiting. It's so great. It's always he's got some scheme going on. And he was, you know, he came in and I think he was trying to be like the better person as the executor, even though he's obviously closer to Lily and her sister. And he was like, my hands are tied. I can't do anything. You know, it's the law but once he started getting blackmailed i mean yeah and but the thing is i mean i'm kind of speechless about him because i want to like him and he seems like such a good guy but then on the other hand the thing that's not coming out right now is he slept with carol and ivy lola no charlie lola lola yeah (laughs) charlie lola is his daughter yeah. Which yeah. is what we found out as the cliffhanger weeks two ago. months ago. <laughs> oh my god! Thank God that hiatus was over. I was freaking out. <laughs> Do you know how many tweets we got during this time period? People like crying every night. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, with the direct TV thing last night, my Facebook feed was all filled with people being like, "No gossip, girl. What's going on? What's happening? We better get it back." I know One Tree Hill, the finale this week. Oh, like, my, oh god. my god! We have to get it back. Is it crazy how addicted to TV we are? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not. It's pretty normal. Would yeah. that be a good thing for me to represent being here? <laughs> no, I, I cover well, like and, and, and even a big shout out too to our uh, the people on our AfterBuzzTV.com website, the chat, because there were people like, oh, I am dying to get back involved with these three ladies, you know, to talk about Gossip Girl. So Yay. they Hell were waiting yeah. for you guys, you know, probably all afternoon, to be honest with you. <laughs> we will plug them again at the end. But in case anybody wants to during the show, tweet at us. Uh, guys, where can we find you? I am Jessica King at Stephanie Wenger at Roxy Stryer. And as always, you can tweet at AfterBuzz TV to let us know how you think we're doing. But as Ronnie would say right now, but really we care most about the iTunes comments. <laughs> Don't worry, that was my actual imitation of your voice. That's just my like authoritative voice. Sounds? I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. Is that always sound? <laughs> so, so anyway, we see that he is her dad, but she doesn't know this. And they have that moment at the end of the episode tonight. And he's sitting there and he's like, you have to forgive your mother. Now, this part's kind of tricky because... 
his motives aren't so great here because mm-hmm. Carol's blackmailing him. Yeah. I mean, does he really think Carol's a great woman? That's her name, right? Carol, I keep yeah. saying that. I'm like, yeah. that sounds weird. Yeah. Does he really think Carol's a great woman and wants um, Lola to connect with her mom again? Or is he doing this so that she'll get off his back? I don't know. That's I know. It's, you don't know with him. You, you know who does know? I think uh, one of our callers knows that exact answer to the question. Susie. Is it Susie? Hello. Hi. Oh, it's Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi. Are you freaking out about the episode? Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. It was, I've been waiting like a month. I was so excited for last night and tonight. And I don't know. It was a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, not like... Not a huge disappointment, but it was just kind of like, blah. I don't know. I feel what you're Um, saying. Yeah, because our expectations were so high. And it was, I thought it was a good episode, but I think it's more of a leading up episode. I think it's going to, the rest of the season is going to be really strong. I liked the episode. I mean, I didn't, I guess I didn't expect too much coming off of such a huge hiatus because I don't, I didn't think they could just like go right into everything. Right. So I felt it had like just the right amount of drama. You know, as soon as Serena got the Gossip Girl package, I knew that that was going to start off in that direction. And so, you know, obviously coming off of the whole Ivy Charvy. I'm like tongue twisting. I know. Ivy Charlie taking over the house. And, you know, you could tell right away that Lily is so unhappy at Rufus's. And I knew that was going to be another drama. Right. So I was satisfied. Stephanie, by the way, and to anybody else listening or watching who hasn't listened or watched before, Susie is the most loyal caller, fan, awesome girl who brings all this insight to the show. So she calls in and is like our fourth host on here. I'm so excited to finally talk to you then. I'm fellow gossip. Yes, I know. I'm so excited there's a new host. <laughs> okay, so another another hook. Susie, I have to ask you what you think about William. Can he be trusted, or, or do we have to be on our toes here? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to imagine him not being on Willie and Serena's side. I can't imagine him like. I can't imagine him, you know, destroying quote unquote or whatever them. Like I can't. I like I can't imagine him scheming against them. Like. He's, I feel like he's always been on their side. I mean, he's only had, like, a little bit of, like, past stuff with Rufus. I mean, but they don't... I mean, I, I mean, I think he's fine. I, I, like, I hope I hope so. I feel like uh, no matter what he does, in Serena's eyes, he can do no wrong, and he wants to hold on to that so badly. I feel like that would be his biggest fear, like his biggest loss. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And kind of speaking of Rufus, though, you just mentioned him, and I was just thinking for a second about how Lily is so anti-living in Brooklyn. Oh, mm-hmm. It's so annoying. Like, it, like, it makes me think, I mean, I hate, don't get me wrong, I hate Ivy, Charlie, whatever the hell her name is, but she's kind of right, like, if she saw Lily, like, in, in the, the loft or whatever in Brooklyn, like, she would be proved right. Like, Lily's just, why can't she just deal she with just, it? It's not that she's a deal. I mean, yeah, 100%. And the quote that Lily said tonight at the very top of the episode, when she was sitting down with her family, having this beautiful breakfast in Brooklyn, she says, it's ludicrous that we have to go to these lengths to get our own food. What? Yeah. Like, have you never made breakfast for yourself in your entire life? I know. You kind of saw, like, you know how we were saying earlier that we saw the other side of Ivy? Yeah. Well, we kind of saw the other side of Lily tonight, too. And in it was a lot disgusting. Of but Lily's always been like that. I wasn't surprised by it. I know, but even worse, like, even tonight when she wanted to wear Cece's jewelry, she was like, I want to wear Cece's jewelry, not because she wanted to be close to her mother, but because I want everybody to be reminded that I'm her actual daughter. It was like... Okay, it makes Charlie Ivy look like less of a villain because no. Lily. I'm not saying Charlie Ivy isn't <laughs> a villain, but I'm just saying Lily kind of needs a reality check for a second. Hello, not everything's about money. Talk about somebody who wouldn't be happy if they weren't rich. I mean, Lily's the number one product of the richest family in America. Well, that's an overstatement, but you know what I mean. And I mean, girl America, right? And just that quote alone, I was like. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It, she's just taking it to a new level, kind of, it, just that wealth, and she just can't seem to handle it. And 
it's interesting because um, we kind of saw her husband be able to deal with all of it, and he dealt with the Upper East Side. And, and he, he man- mentioned that, too. He's like, yeah. it took me a while to get used to the Upper East Side. Yeah. And, but yeah. let me ask you this, you Blair lover, you. <laughs> what Ooh. separates Lily from Blair? She's exactly the same. She was exactly the same in the beginning when she first started coming over there. And, yeah, now she's gotten used to it, and they're just trying to find a place to... couple things. couple things separate them. Number one, Blair's young. And still has a lot to learn and a long way to go. Lily's older and has been with Rufus for a really long time and should learn to accept these things about him. I mean, I think it's really rude that it's her husband's apartment and she's making all these obnoxious comments. Blair's a little girl. Blair's an adult. She, she's okay, not fine, a kid. Fine, she's an adult. She's a young adult. What, she's 21, 22 on the show? I mean, she's still pretty young. She has a lot to learn. And also, I don't think she acts that way this season as much. I definitely would see what you're talking about, especially more last season. But this season, we're talking about this whole new Blair. The Blair that goes out and gets drunk. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Blair used to be like that when she first started coming over to Dan's house and going, having to go to Brooklyn. And she would make a big deal out of even just like having to walk on Brooklyn streets or something. Right, but she, she quickly changed. And Lily's been dealing with this for years. So I do see what you're saying. There is a correlation. And I'm not saying I dislike Lily. I'm just saying it's it kind of a disgusting manner. And when Blair acts like that, I think it's a disgusting manner as well. But with Blair, I think it's a little but, more humorous. <laughs> and I still love her. You'll always love her. Of course I will. She's Blair. Okay, what? You guys don't love her? No, I, I do. I love her. That was a leading question. What I meant was, do you guys love her? Yes, I do. As I was saying, yeah, I think that she's brings a lot of um yeah flavor to the show and different than serena and is like a nice counterpart to okay i mean talking about blair it always brings up what we have to talk about with um with chuck i mean i can't i can't go from one to not the other so but it's different topic tonight it's not chuck and blair it's chuck and jack i mean this is a huge storyline in my opinion a whole new deal crazy so we've got chuck who thought that Jack donated the blood. Now, I don't know if Lily actually thought Jack did it or if she was covering for Jack as well, but Lily tells Chuck in our last, um, not last week, but before the hiatus episode, that Jack was the donor, and Chuck is shocked. Chuck's like, Jack? And we kind of end with him on that moment. And I was kind of surprised, too. They have clearly a crazy history, but who doesn't on this frickin' show, am I right? I mean, it's, it's nuts, but... We find out that Jack has hepatitis C because, of course, Chuck goes to donate a wing in the hospital and then sneaks into whatever that is. And then we find out that it wasn't Jack at all. By the way, that scene with the little kid that, kid. that Chuck hired was hysterical. But it's actually his mom, his mom, whose name is Elizabeth something. Elizabeth Fisher. Elizabeth Fisher is the mother. And the last we saw Elizabeth Fisher, she was telling Jack, she was telling Chuck, excuse me, I am not your mother. Mm-hmm. But tonight, we see Chuck find out she, in fact, is. Otherwise, she wouldn't be the match to be a blood donor. I get it that Chuck is feeling empty with the whole Blair Dan thing going on. You know, he's lost his love. And, and also, for the sake of the show, he needs a storyline because he's obviously crucial character but i don't know if i'm ready for him to go back into that looking for his mother stuff again i just i don't i wasn't totally feeling it um a couple seasons back and i thought we'd close that chapter i don't know i wish that they would have come up with something different okay okay what about you what do you think i kind of had a similar reaction actually when i was watching i was like again i think i actually said it out loud in my apartment by myself but um fair enough fair enough right talking to the tv it's all good um Um, But I just kind of want him, exactly, to have a different journey or maybe meet a new girl who he can be with for a bit. We've only seen him in love with Blair for so long. Ugh. It would be nice yeah. to... No, he's that Paris girl. We spent a lot of time on his the mother thing last time. Susie, yeah. what do you think about introducing this whole new storyline? Not new. I don't know. We, we already <laughs> saw, like, like you guys were saying, we, we already saw the storyline. And I thought that I, I thought that for some reason Nate's old boss, you know, Nate's old boss, the, the British woman, I forget her name, but she's coming Diana, back next episode. Is. 
Yeah, Diana Elizabeth Hurley plays Diana. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she had something to do with possibly being Chuck's mom, not Elizabeth Fisher or something, because they were talking, I, I don't know, but they haven't brought that up, because, but he's been talking to Jack or something, and he, he remember he knew, um... Right, with the she, photograph. She knew, she knew um, yeah. Bart. Like, I thought that had something to do with right. her being Chuck's mom, so I don't... Now I don't know how it's going to play out, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Chuck was kind of... I, I feel like there wasn't much going on with him this episode, except for the whole Jack thing. But I hope I hope we get to see more of him the rest of the season. You know what storyline I would see actually... more of Jack or Chuck? Chuck, right? Of Chuck, I think she was saying, but the storyline... Oh, yeah, Chuck. Yeah, I want to see more of, Ch- more okay. of Chuck. I feel, I feel like... I don't know, we need, we need him doing more. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's interesting that we just had that Chuck-Jack mix-up because I was going to say the storyline that I would like to see a little more of is Chuck and Jack's relationship. That's something that comes and goes and comes and goes but never really stays. Mm-hmm. And we see tonight, yeah. Jack's like, we should do this more often We're next time my turf. You know, and yeah. I would like to yeah. see... Nice to see them get along. Exactly, yeah. and, and maybe some... Even if it's a rift there or them clearing up the grounds and clearing the air, whatever it is, I would like to see that. I don't have a problem yet with bringing the mother back in because we don't know what role she's going to take. Um, but it could get a little cheesy and it could get a little redundant. Yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. We'll definitely have to see. Um, which brings us to his counterpart, his life soul partner, who's with somebody else. And I don't even mind it. It's crazy. <laughs> We've got Dare on the line now. Okay, so, I mean, this is just like, I was so excited for them to have shitty sex, and I was like, yeah, they're going to have bad sex, and you know what, I'm going to start to hate the relationship, and they're going to realize they're just best friends. Well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. But I do have a, I'm going to have to share a prediction early on this, but I think... Really, they only have good sex when, when they're, they're drunk. drunk. And I think that's going to be the future problem. So we see, for you direct TV people out there, we see that Dare has sex. Dare as in Dare, Dan and Cher. Dare, Dan and Blair. Dan, I'm say, Dan and Blair have sex. And Dan it and is, wow. And by wow, I mean awful. Whoa. And by wow, awful, I mean the worst ever. And they both think each other suck. Now, this was one of the most humorous parts of the episode to me. Number one, Dan goes to... Nate completely seems awesome. Of course, he goes to Nate. They're best friends. Blair does not go to Serena. She goes to Dorota. Amazing. Oh, my God. That was excellent. I was so happy the writers put that in there. Dorota's the freaking best. And um, her cabinet is full of vodka. And her ca- only a true Polish person's of cabinet course, would be. Of course. And Dorota's got some weird-ass advice for Blair, but Blair takes it. And What did she say? Like... Before she turned boy into man. Yeah, she <laughs> in said that. Bedroom. And then she said, like, don't tell me that anatom- anatomical reason is the reason it's so lonely, boy. Like, something. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Dorota, I love you. And yeah, my accent sucks. I know. And, uh, I mean, this is totally, like, off of the storyline, but I was just glad to see her as a normal person, not in the maid costume and the buns looked back and following oh, yeah. after Blair. It was kind of nice just to see that Dorota has her own element. Well, yeah. remember that um, Mrs. Waldorf bought Dorota an apartment. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time I think we've even seen, seen it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of assumed she was living with Blair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was nice to see her in her own element. And it's nice to see that Blair grew up with this woman and actually treats her like her mother. Respects her, Respects yeah. her and respects her opinion. And no matter how many times she makes fun of her, really, this is the person she runs to. Yeah. When Serena's kind of been a crappy friend in the past, I'm sorry to say. They're yeah. both crappy friends. Right, to each other. They're, they're not 100% consistent, mm-hmm. to say the least. So we see this. So they've got a problem on their hands. Bad sex equals bad relationship. I hate to say it, but it's true. I mean... Mm-hmm. If you like having sex and you're with somebody you don't like ha- having sex with, you're not going to like them. Oh, they look so cute in those pictures. Oh. <laughs> uh, just cute. saying. Dare all the way. Woo! <laughs> I think I just vomited. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I, 
Oh my oh, god! So Stop cute. playing this! What are you more. doing to more. me? Why are all these pictures For all flashing you at me? Listeners, we're looking at really cute pictures of Dare. He's taunting me. Blair and Dan together, and it's great. They're adorable. And by great, you mean disgusting. By wow, you mean <laughs> ew. Uh huh. That's what I thought. Anyway, I don't even really mean that yeah. because I kind of like them. I don't know what to do. I Susie, think you more than kind of like. I know, them. Susie. Yeah. You're the other biggest fan of them that I know. You need to talk to me and tell oh, me. Yeah. Tell me. Oh, what do we think? I mean, well, first, I think as they definitely since after the last episode, they they just showed Dan and Blair getting together. They definitely tried to make this episode a lot about Dan and Blair. Um, and I don't know, I'm you know, I'm the biggest Chuck Blair fan ever. But I know people, I know like after both listeners are like, it's kind of like harsh when everybody's all like Chuck and Blair, Chuck and Blair, Chuck and Blair. So I'm like trying to see Dan and Blair and like trying to look at the good in it and I'm like they're kind of growing on me so I don't know like a little bit I really like this feisty side of Dan. I feel like we never get to see this side of him. Even when he was with Serena, they were more like, you know, they were so lovey-dovey, but he wasn't like, ooh, come here. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Kinda, I kind of like the way the characters are going with this relationship, the Dan and Blair thing. And I know I'm killing all these Gossip Girl fans out here who love Chuck and Blair, but kind of like this relationship. I think it's adding something different in season, what are we in season Amen, seven sister. now? I've got to say, I had a really uh, serious hate message come to me on YouTube mm-hmm. about loving Chuck so much. And it said, how could you publicly stand up for somebody who's abusive physically, mentally, you're a horrible person, and whatever. And so it made me kind of re... And you know what? I don't mind that. I would like to be called out when somebody feels like I'm in the wrong. I don't think that makes me a horrible person, but maybe a difference in opinion. And a lot of people say, um, say this to me, and a lot of people say it politely, and I, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. however you say it, I really appreciate it. Tell me what you think. But a lot of people say, how could you be in support of this relationship? So I really am trying to take uh, an objective perspective and look mm-hmm. at the new relationship she's in and see if it's healthy. And what I will say is... From what it seems, it is a healthy relationship. When they're drunk. Me <laughs> me being in support when they're drunk. Me being in support of Blair and Dan, I mean of Blair and Chuck, doesn't mean I'm dissing Dan and Blair. I just love Blair and Chuck. I think it's like the most passionate romantic relationship on television. They have great I chemistry. think they are truly meant for each other. And by that, I yeah. mean I think they get each other on a different level than it's possibly understandable. They're soulmates. Blair and yeah. Dan, I think, are perfect best friends. They have similar mm-hmm. interests. They're not peanut butter and jelly. They're really peanut butter and peanut butter. I mean, other than their backgrounds, their interests are the same. Um, like between art and film, everything they love is similar. Of course, they're going to want to spend a lot of time together. And I get where this relationship is going, and it does seem healthy to me. So I'm on the wagon for now. See, and mm-hmm. I do think that... Um, that took a lot for you to... I, I know, I'm like that. winded after that. I just gave an entire <laughs> speech. I feel like it was like, I have a dream, <laughs> but not as epic. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm trying. I'm really trying here, and not because I'm trying to be a people pleaser, but because I'm trying to take it to heart. And you know what? And I'm not hating it, but I will say, if you only have sex that's great when you're drunk, you're either going to be drunk a lot or you're going to break up. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that in the end it will be Chuck and Blair. I'm kind of on your page on that. I, I think mm-hmm. it's their... Yeah. You stop that, Ronnie. You stop displaying those pictures on me. It's Chuck. I, it's, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, didn't even I, I, I you. had your back. I, had <laughs> I just assume when I look up, I looked away so fast. Oh, it's Chuck. Oh, it's Cher. And by that, I mean, I don't care anymore about them. No, you know, they're nothing to me. Yeah, you've moved on. I've yeah. moved on so quickly. Cross that bridge. I've only spent five years loving them so much, but I've moved on, you know. I know. I don't cry at night. No, season five, you're, you're calm about it. You've I, just found the surreal place. Wait, I do have to say, though, how hot was that elevator sex? She was ripping his pants yeah. off, and he was pinning her against the wall. And That's what I'm saying. I love, I mean, I know we saw the side of Blair when her and Chuck were, like, playing their fantasy the games f- and yeah. stuff and, like, dress up, but we've never seen this side of like the horny hot Dan I love it 
I love it. It's awesome. See, we never saw that with him and Serena. Their relationship exactly. was like very fragile. Maybe it was because they're siblings and that's wrong. <laughs> or because they were still in high school and Gossip Girl was trying to send a better message to the kids. Or because they're siblings and that's wrong. They are not blood related and they had nothing to do with their parents' marriage. They can't help it. Can't help love, man. This is the constant battle we have here. I can tell. I walked into a... (laughs) You're going to have to pick sides eventually. (laughs) I know. It's my first week. I'll I'll get there. Don't worry. (laughs) You can play mediator for now, but eventually you're in the battle. You're just going to have to choose Serena and Dan. And then Dan. Oh, is that how it is? Uh huh. <laughs> okay, so we actually, I think we wrapped up the episode pretty much. We got a crap ton of news and gossip that won't be read by me because I'm going to spare you guys. And, and Jessica so kindly has offered to spare you guys as well and actually help you guys because she has such a beautiful reading voice. <laughs> but we can't read it until after the commercial break. And then after that, we can go into predictions. And we're so excited. And, and breathe. Wait, but oh, <laughs> and before I do that, I have to see if Susie has any last thoughts so we can. Um, have you just stay and listen afterwards and and enjoy the rest of the show? Any last thoughts on the episode, Susie? Um, I want oh, I wanted to, one thing I wanted to point out is okay when Serena, Lily, and William were leaving the party in their apartment, and then they were wait like Serena pressed the button and he's like, oh, we're waiting for the elevator. I was so expecting for the elevator to open and Dan and Blair to be in there. So was I. And, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't and, even but they thinking weren't. that. How did they, they get out? And I was like, oh. Oh, that would have been so uncomfortable, especially after the condoms there. were found and Blair came in the lingerie and they were having breakfast. That would have been awesome. Susie, you've got to write an episode. Which <laughs> on that note, I also thought it was kind of awkward that Blair stayed for breakfast after they had just oh, seen yeah. her she in said, lingerie. How can I say no? Uh, it's yeah. easy. Easy. No. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. See you later. But she couldn't really be like, I'm busy because clearly they knew what she yeah. was there to do. So. Um, and then when he was like, we should clean up. And she's like, I do not. And then he kicks her. Yeah. I understand why you guys are still here. Not obvious at all. <laughs> um, okay, well, Susie, um, also, what else? Also, I want to say, I think I would laugh so hard if the situation was on Gossip Girl. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine here. that. We, should, but, we need yeah. to write an episode. We need to. Oh, oh my God. That, that, that would be amazing. That's like my dream to write a TV show. Really? Susie, do us a favor. Uh-huh. Why don't you tweet Mike the Situation and say that the After Buzz crew, Roxy and Jessica and, and Stephanie, were talking about why he should be on Gossip Girl. So well, <laughs> let's get that ball rolling, you but know? we all saw his role on, uh, what was it, Suburban? Suburgatory. Suburgatory and it was uh, 0.2 seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's something yeah, to I be like desired, that. to say the least. Non-speaking yeah. role. So. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> Maybe that's... Uh, but, you know, we can't bother him right now because he's chilling in rehab. True that. So <laughs> let, him, let him chill we there for a little bit. We should give him some time. <laughs> him and Chuck need to go somewhere together and just, like, clear their lives up and... And be okay. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the most fantastic way to be on the show? Shock goes to rehab and meets the situation. That's yes. the perfect episode. We gotta do this. Ronnie, you're on it. Write down all our ideas. We're getting we're getting the ball rolling. Here we go. Well, Susie, thank you so thank much you for calling so much. in again. Yeah, thank as you always. So much. I can't wait for the rest of the season and thank you. We'll tweet at you throughout the week and we will discuss how stressed we are about next week coming up every episode. So thank you. Okay, we're going to cut to commercial commercial, but you got to stay tuned because we've got the news and gossip and the predictions. So we'll talk to you after. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? 
AfterBuzz TV News. Ready for this? I'm ready for this, baby. Has Courtney Stodden officially made it big? Mm. Yes, the teen bride (laughs) has done a commercial for FreeCreditScore.com and even a PSA for PETA. But the ultimate, last night, she was referenced in our very own Gossip Girl. You guys all remember the moment when Blair and Dan were discussing their sexy time. B said, quote, that was terrible. Like, the least sexy thing since Courtney Stodden. Which Dan responded to by saying, I don't know who that is, but it's much worse. <laughs> Courtney responded to the fictional character's comment on her Twitter, saying, quote, Oh, Blair, if Dan was with me, I would have shown him a way better time. XXX, Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't understand of all the references they could have made. The writers must have had beef with Courtney because of all the people, I'm sure half the people, no, 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 95% of the people were watching this saying, who? Yeah, exactly. I work in the entertainment industry, and it even took me a second. I was like, wait, what? Like, she's not a household name, I feel like. I, it was so bizarre. I was like, somebody has beef with her in there. Or I like, know. Yeah, I just felt like it was 1 a.m., and they were like, who can we reference? And I don't even wrote get, though, why? Her, I mean, it's not like she... That's so rude. Yeah. She's not like a hideous yeah. creature. I no, mean, no, not at all. And why were they like, you know, assume that her sex isn't sexy? Or and it was like, it, as if there was like a sex tape or something? I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of a million like other yeah, celebrities re- to address. Not <laughs> even a celebrity. Like, re- why insult somebody unnecessarily? Reference like Voldemort. You know, yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like a fictional Seriously. character. Why? Why are you? Yeah, I mean, there's a million ways to go. I just felt like they were. It was one of those things where it wasn't their best moment in the writers' room. I don't think it was unintentional. I think intentionally they wanted to put this girl down. I mean, of everybody to pick, how did that go by every single writer? And they're all like, Yeah, yeah you know what? That's not sexy. Hell yeah. Yeah. So she was definitely targeted, is what you're saying. A hundred percent. She came in and had a bad, mean mm-hmm. audition, and they were like, We're gonna mm-hmm. get you, Courtney. <laughs> All right. Well, DKMS, the world's largest bone marrow donor center, and the organization's founding corporate sponsor, Cody, are excited to announce that Leighton Meester has teamed up to encourage people. I've been saying this for a long time. Share the love. By registering as bone marrow donors to potentially save lives. Share the love is an altruistic idea of love. It's about giving the gift to a life giving the gift of life to a stranger said Meester. You can register as a donor by going to getswab.org It's easy and the more people get swabbed and are willing to donate the more lives we can save. And that's pretty incredible. You know what? I put this piece of news in here for a couple reasons. Number one because I think it's awesome and I think that we should try to use our airtime to do positive. something good and positive, yeah. just like she's trying to do. Number two, I was talking to Ronnie last week, and he was saying um, how great it is when we do mention things like this. And I know we sound like old geezers sometimes, and we're like, you should go get swabbed, and you should. I told you that's my authoritative voice. You're young. That, there's I, the Ronnie I, voice I, again. Yeah, that was my voice. I'm the one who sounds old. <laughs> no, you don't at all. I'm just saying it, it's boring when we talk about it, but it's not because it's, it's important. important. Like, yeah. like she's saying. And that's pretty incredible. How? Uh, and I'm in the bank right now. I went and I did my swabs last year, and they stay mm-hmm. good for a really long time. And if anybody ever called me, I would feel so honored. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can actually help save somebody's life just because you went and it's not painful at all, you take a Q-tip and you swab the inside of your mouth. That's literally all. I think it's in four different spots. I mean, yeah. it takes yeah, it's two really, seconds. I was going to say really easy. fast process. Too. Really fast. If you're not in there, go do it. You never know who you can help so that's awesome and the other person on this project right now is Vera Wang who is um, working with Leighton Meester and the two of them are working to push this out there and get everybody involved well, speaking of Leighton Meester still, Blair Waldorf more, may have recently gotten married on the show, but actress Leighton Meester doesn't know if she wants to walk down the aisle. She says, quote, I never had a boyfriend until I was 18. She told this to the April issue of Marie Claire. She continues, it's nice, I guess, when you like them, but <laughs> it isn't the most important thing. I'm not sure I ever want to get married. The only time a relationship is good is when you really love them. I don't want to hang out with some guy I just like. 
that's not the only way Meester differs from her character who grew up in a lavish lifestyle in Manhattan. She says, I couldn't relate to kids' stuff. Jimmy doesn't like me. Who cares? I was worried we didn't have gas money or food, Meester revealed. Those were my concerns. Meester and her family history is probably the craziest she's ever heard. I mean, this is what we've always talked about here. How does Leighton Meester play this character when she comes from such a different background and so beautifully, it's so beautifully done. I just think she's incredible on the show and I know some people could be like, oh, it's a nothing role. I think it's a really hard role, especially for her to play and I think she does a killer job with it. Um, But I actually did find out in reading the rest of this article, we always hear talk about how she was born in jail Mm -hmm. and she actually corrected that point and said she was not born in jail. Her mother was in jail at the time, but she was born in a hospital um, because hours before she was transported to the hospital. Yeah. Right. So and then her mom she was not physically born <laughs> in the jail cell. Um, but no, she was like, she was like, I want to clarify this because a lot of people are like, how was that jail cell? And she's yeah. like, no, I've never actually been inside. And then she went to live with her grandma. Both of her parents have a drug history and she had a really crazy life growing up. Right. So opposite of the character. Exactly. That and now she's kicking butt. Yeah. So you freaking exactly. go, girl. I think she's I killing also, it. I also, you know, knowing her, like you said, her uh, history or whatever growing up, her role on uh, Country Strong was not bad either. And that right. was a completely yeah. different character. That wasn't a, you know, a rich girl from Manhattan. It was it was completely different. She's so she's great. Actress. She's doing it right now. 100%. I think our priorities are completely straight. A lot of people aren't as focused on their career and they're like, I want to find love and I wanted to, you know what? I bet it will come to her. Mm-hmm. She's not looking and I bet it will fall right into her lap. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And I think what's also fantastic about all these characters is that she somehow, even if the character's not the most likable in the world, she's likable. You want to see her succeed, and I think that's really a great testament to what she is doing as Absolutely. an actor. And I feel like a lot of, you know, Hollywood lets love get in the way and of their career and of... You know, then the rumors start and the tabloids yeah. go. And so I think, like you said, like she's on the right track and she knows what she wants and she's going for it. And when love is ready to come for her, it will come a knocking. Wait, I'm, I'm noticing as we're going to go on. The next thing, skip over, go to the thing under that. Okay. <laughs> Skipping the next one. Chase Crawford described his feelings on working with Elizabeth Hurley. He said, it's been phenomenal. She's the most charming. I mean, she still as gorgeous as ever. She keeps it light, and she's funny. She's kind of the epitome, do you know what I mean? Of the ideal woman. Chase added, I love the voice. On the show, she's trying to calm, trying to tell me all these things, and I'm trying not to crack a smile because she's so charming. Meanwhile, Chase also said he could never have predicted quite how successful Gossip Girl has become. He said, quote, there is no real way to gauge it, I guess, but we've had a great run, a really good run, so we're still going. We've got maybe one more year left. So honestly, I mean, who the hell doesn't think that about Elizabeth Hurley? She's like the most sexy, incredible woman of all time. And And he gets to make out with her. And no, I'm not holding anything out on you. The thing above that was just a bunch of rambling that talked more about the Elizabeth Hurley situation. But it's unnecessary. You guys know all the details of what their relationship was on the show. Uh, Thoughts on Elizabeth Hurley? I mean, stunning. You can't get much prettier than that. And we know she's coming back. Yeah. But we gotta save that for predictions. I wasn't a big Diana fan either. No. <laughs> but no, 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 not yet. We have no, one more. No. One more news <laughs> After the TV news. I did kind of screw you up there. I see why you thought. <laughs> well, it's nice to see that some celebrities are as fascinated with the Hunger Games as the rest of us. And for Penn Badgley, the record breaking film is more than just a cinematic epic. Badgley, a supporter of Occupy Wall Street, recently spoke to Vulture after the film's premiere in New York about how he interpreted The Hunger Games as a social commentary on OWS. It's the 1% killing the kids, he said. I think you'd have to be blind to not see that. I was shocked to see that all in there. I thought it was just going to be the games, but then I realized and I thought, if this doesn't end in revolution, it's irresponsible because of everything it's bringing up. If Katniss doesn't become a fucking revolutionary, then I don't know what they're doing. And as it went on, I went, fuck. And that's when 
And that's what they're doing, which is cool. <laughs> okay, so I gotta tell you guys, and I might be shunned for the rest of my life from you guys, but I haven't seen or read The Hunger Games, so I'm... I'm still I'm, finishing the book. I'm, oh, I'm I, hoping you guys can comment on this. I just figured Hunger Games audience are like, yeah! My, I don't know. My fan or my friends, rather my fans, my friends, <laughs> what, uh, what am I going here, um, made me go see this movie twice in the last... Twice? Twice. So, wow. I'm jealous. I want to see it. I'm it, still finishing the book, so don't okay. spoil it for me. It's really good, and no, I can totally see, though, the parallel he's referring to in... I mean, when you see the film, and I'm sure even reading part of the book, you, you can see that. Mm-hmm. But when was the book written? The book? A while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's... There's um, a whole series. Yeah, um, there's three books. I think it's going to be made into four movies, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe really... Occupy Wall Street got his ideas from the book. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they all had the book in their backpacks. That must be it. We figured it out. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> People are listening right now like, is that girl dumb? <laughs> no, I'm just talking. I'm just blabbering. Yes, we can get to predictions. What do we have to predict? I don't even freaking know what's going to happen. I just know it's going to be a crazy le- rest of the season. I mean, what- I didn't even see. I had to watch it online. I don't know why they don't play scenes for next time online. Or were there no I had the same. For next I had the same thing happen yeah, to me. me what What's going to happen with Diana coming back? I mean, we see the last thing is uh, Chase Crawford. Nate is on the phone, and he's like, "Was Was a spectator bought by somebody or, or chipped mm-hmm. in for somebody?" And he's like, "Yes, I know. Yes, I know Diana Payne." And then we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, reading so, news and gossip, I'm glad to see that to read that Chase said that they have another year left because the first thing that went into my mind is you know we're in April there's probably only about a month left I feel like most primetime TV usually goes into hiatus around mid-May or so and with all of these arcs coming up with the whole Chuck looking for his mom again and Diana coming back and Charlie Ivy there's no way that they could wrap all of that up within a month and then that just be the series finale I mean that's probably true but Jessica, he said, we've got maybe one more year left. That's better than one month. I know, but he said, we've got maybe. Yeah, the maybe is the, what's concerning yeah. here. Absolutely. I, it's not the fact that well, I'm, I'm like... I'm going to hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, me too, because otherwise I'll just start crying now. I'm not yes. even kidding. All right, uh, what's going to go on with Dan and Blair? Are they only having good sex when they're drunk? Yeah. It's going to fizzle soon, I think. I, I think it's you're, you're going to see them either fizzle or figure out something new and make it work in a different way than what it is now. I mean, Blair's drinking vodka. Come on. What about Charlie Ivy and the, and the whole situation? Situation, oh. are they, who's going to win in court? Oh my gosh. If Charlie Ivy wins, I will be devastated. Oh, we didn't even talk about how Lola's now part of the family. There's just so much to do with so little time. Okay, uh, because people are going to still want to talk to us about Tweet it. Tweet at us. Tweet. How can we reach you again? Tell us one more time. At I am Jessica King. At Stephanie Winger. At Roxy Stryer. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love, love, love hearing your comments. So iTunes, YouTube, uh, tweet at us. We will always respond because we love this shit. <laughs> and, and that's all I got to say about that. That's XOXO, baby. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Fuck, which is cool. Yeah. Buzz! Buzz! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 